The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Brother, my brother made it to my show for the modern era. My McElroy. Hey, Paul, I'm going to need a little bit more in the monitors. <laughs> I'm Travis McElroy. Your middleest brother. Sorry. If, yeah, you get it. Too much monitor. Too much monitor, Paul. I'm your sweet babyest brother and number one fan of that good brown stuff you call Coca Cola Griffin McElroy. Fuck. You will not believe this, but until today, Griffin had never heard of Coca-Cola. Oh my God! It burns so bad! I'm jacked I, on I, Coke. I said, Griffin, we're gonna go to the world of Coke. And Griffin said, fuck, yes, that's what I need. Fuck, yes! And then I said, like Coca-Cola? And he was like, what is Coca-Cola? So I didn't go. Yeah. yeah. You missed out, but I was busy, I don't know, spending time with our wonderful fans. <laughs> don't, don't applaud him. The alternative was spend time with his family. <laughs> so we all chose but our But it's kind of like, you're my family. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This wow. Is, we get criticized sometimes for turning slowly, so slowly that we hope people won't notice into a cult, and it's shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. I have individually started like four different like cults. For sure, capital C cults. Um, yeah. Griffin so, and I walk into the... I, I didn't go, what the fuck is it? Okay, okay. Wall of Coke, I want to give you have the you, full Do you know experience. the soda Coca-Cola? I've heard of it, yes. It's like Mountain Dew's brother. Yes. Okay, imagine a world in which Coke was extremely important. Okay. And I don't mean as a soda, I mean as a human achievement <laughs> that would need as to be a cultural touchstone as a monument to human excellence you walk into the coca-cola museum and i gotta admit it was kind of a bad first impression the world of coke the first impression was griffin and i were both carrying car seats and we said where the fuck do we put these car seats <laughs> and they said to griffin if you carry something in you have to carry it with you the entire time so know that I'm including your emotional baggage. Yeah, right. there's something. There was something very zen about the way that she said it, but um, I heard it as that big ass car chair that you're carrying around. You're going to have to bring with you as you learn about Coca-Cola and its mystical properties. They said, now, on the bright side, you can't have a complimentary Coca-Cola. And I said, oh, so how do you want me to drink that? Because <laughs> you see these two hands that I have here. I don't have a third one for Coke. But you've cursed me. We are too big to sit in the chairs and enjoy the Coca-Colas. <laughs> such is our Sisyphean curse. There is a, when you walk in, there is a man who is telling everyone where they should stand in a room full of signs of Coke. And then he said, then at, at, and he talks about Coke for eight minutes. How you do I must know? go through this. You must, you must solve, go through You this. must solve this Minotaur's labyrinth. Now, I know what you're saying. Justin, how do you know it's eight minutes? Because my man 
kept saying, this is only eight minutes long. <laughs> so, so many he, times. So he, he has would, the self-awareness of, I know this sucks. He knows it sucks. He would say like, three more minutes. Come on, guys. We got this together. Stay with me. And then we're going to go watch a six minute. Okay. And then we're going to watch a six. That's God. He likes cook. Um, then we're gonna, and he said, after you get done with this, we're gonna watch a six-minute movie about Coke, and then you can walk around the museum. Like, okay, good. My two-year-old son at that point was like, hell yeah, let's stand still some more, yes! <laughs> Love it. Talk to me more about a drink I'm not allowed to have. Yeah. This man finishes his presentation, and then we go into this theater, and it is a six-minute Coca-Cola commercial. It is a six-minute long film of people having great memories and good times. I think they're all actors. They're not real, as near as I can tell. At least most of them are. And it's all about Coca-Cola and how cool it is. It is literally a theater where you watch a six-minute-long movie about how great Coca-Cola is, which I did some rough back-of-the-napkin math. It has to be top five longest Coke commercials I've ever paid to watch. <laughs> Absolutely top five. When I, they've already got you. You're yeah. at the world of Coke. Why are they still selling you on the idea that Coke rules? Stop uh, selling. I'm crazy about this brown stuff. Nobody's walking into the world of Coke like, impress me. Yeah. The, thing, the, thing I, the thing I couldn't stop thinking about sitting in this theater watching this, this short film was that <laughs> it was about people's most like potent memories involving Coca-Cola. And I feel like the screen should have just been a mirror because for me, it was this time that we paid $17 to watch a six minute long Coca-Cola short film. And that would have really made me think. Yeah. Yeah. It is the most I've ever reflected about Coca-Cola's place in my life. <laughs> Have I spent enough time appreciating Coca-Cola? This museum <laughs> dares to ask. Have you? you know, Have you thought about what Coca-Cola could do for you and in many ways has done to you? <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I should hand him a bill for the kidney stones I had that my doctor <laughs> blamed on brown sodas. There's a, there's a 4D film that my wife... It's uh, Hobbs and Shaw. It's Hobbs and Shaw. No, it's... They just have it. Search. Oh, search man, it's, it's, it's like I'm drinking the Coke. The search for the secret formula, which I was stoked about, but my wife, as children, r rended her flesh apart, informed me that we would not be sitting through a third thing that we had to sit through. But wouldn't it be Fair. great if at the end of that movie they just told you what the secret formula is? Like, well, no one sat through it before. Uh, it's mostly we <laughs> yeah. got water There's and some brown There's one person left, stuff. and they're like, anyway, it's blended up raisins. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get in the Coke-ovator. <laughs> and then they, then they punch you in the stomach once real hard. I, there was a, we couldn't do most of the things because the kids didn't give a crystal shit about any of this. <laughs> they, they did not give one solitary They prefer duty. Fanta. Yeah, well, Fanta's upstairs, man. It's a Coke product, baby. Whoa. That's what I'm saying. It's a big thing. They don't care, so we're skipping most of it. I did notice, however, there is a very long line of people waiting to get into the vault where what the only handwritten recipe for Coca-Cola is. I know what you're saying. I can't wait to lay eyes on it. Well, no, you don't look at it. It's a line to go into the vault where they keep the recipe. If I, all I could tell, tell you was everybody in this line has now been planted a seed where they're going to go home and tell some unsuspecting person the most boring story they've ever heard. <laughs> or, or start planning the most badass heist. <laughs> That's true. It, it just feels like waiting in line to go into a vault where a thing you can't look at is, is the last thing you do when you've done everything else on Earth. 
Well, I've experienced, I'm an immortal, and I've experienced every earthly pleasure there is. We're not going to shit on the whole world of Coca-Cola, because the tasting room was so legit. I got to try that Honduran, that fucking Delaware punch from Honduras. Thank you, Honduras, you're doing it so right. I have bad news after tasting all the world sodas, and this is going to be hard for a lot of y'all to hear. America is no longer the greatest country on earth. (laughs) I know. I know. It was hard for me to realize, too. But after I tasted a soda that's about pineapples, what am I supposed to do? Um, Now, what was... uh, Just one last thing about the tasting room. What was the weirdest one? Italy has one called Beverly. That's the worst fucking thing. You had the Beverly. It's like like Campari that doesn't fuck you up. It's the pits. Huh. It's a very bitter, unpleasant... Trying soda. <laughs> were there any were there any savory sodas? Perhaps a stew soda. Do you yeah. know the stuff that they give you to like spray on your entertainment center that you don't want your dog to lick and bite? It's like that, but for folks. Yeah. It tastes like a it tastes this like is a no no soda. Yeah. It, it tastes like the back of a switch cartridge. It's yeah. miserable. All right, let's do some show. Yeah, this is my show. Let's do it. We got two, by the way. Uh, we got two shows worth of energy now because our show in Orlando tomorrow has been canceled. If anybody was planning on going down for that, yes, we're, we are bummed as well. But so we're leaving it all on the field we're tonight. We're going to just go yes. hog wild here. I recently moved in with two guys I don't know very well. The house is very nice, but the boys have a pretty extensive collection of dead things. Not hunting trophies, more like animal bones and dried out insects and just all sort of random found things. I think this is actually really cool and I've always wanted to start a bone collection. This took a turn? (laughs) But never knew where to start. What is a non-creepy way to ask these guys to help me start my own dead things collection? (laughs) That's from Afraid of Seeming Creepy in Atlanta. Are you You here? here? Yeah. Yeah. That's a now, good, yeah, decisive. Are you worried that when you ask them, how do you start collecting bones and stuff, they say, well, step one, find a roommate who doesn't know you very well. Yeah. And asks too many questions. Sure. Uh, on the inverse, if you wanted to start a bone collection, stealing theirs and then murdering them, you just made the collection bigger. But now you've made yourself a huge target for bone collectors. Oh, oh no. I heard about a big score in Atlanta. If you want to be the bone collector, you have to murder the current bone collector, <laughs> adding their bones to the massive pile. I, I, would, uh, I would also say that worrying about being creepy by being enthusiastic about, like, Trying not to be creepy is way creepier in that sense. If you're yes. like, yes. nice yes. bones. Cool bones. Cool We're bones. Give me some of those oh, bones. I'd like to get some regular bones. They some know, regular, normal, not weird at all bones. They know it's creepy. They don't collect them because they're romantic or erotic. They know it's like a creepy thing. Yeah. So you should acknowledge that. That's fine. Hey, these are creepy. Let me get in on it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, you have done, you have had your desired effect on me. That's creepy. I you love, are interesting. I love creepy stuff. I love Beetlejuice. <laughs> I love, the movie and the music. I love pumpkin. I love, I love pumpkins. <laughs> I love all the creepy ghosts and everything. I love, I love skeletons. Skeleton. Where, where did you procure the bones? <laughs> hey, 
Who's this character? <laughs> this, is, this is Peter Stormare asking about bones. Okay, one more time. Well, how did you procure the bones? <laughs> I like him very much, yeah. You gotta get bones from somewhere, folks. They don't just fall out of trees unless the bird has an accident. <laughs> trying to think yeah. of a self-inflicted accident that a bird could do in a tree that would make bones shoot out of it. <laughs> Can you imagine a bird falling out of a tree and thinking, what could I have done? <laughs> oh, if only I, a bird, was prepared for falling. It's got to be like, I'm going to slam my face into this tree. What, what kind of bird am I again? I think I'm a woodpecker. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I forgot. This is, brings up another good point, though. Are your roommates carrion birds who oh. have brought home their mm. sweet treasures? Uh, I have some yahoos here from the Yahoo. Oh, yeah. Let's start with uh, one from uh, uh, hometown hero, Paul Saborn. Thank you, Paul, for sending in this Yahoo. The home is our hearts. Uh, it's from an anonymous Yahoo Answers user who I'm going to call uh, John because there's a Papa John's commercial on my screen also at this time. Sometimes they call them advertisements. John oh, no, asks, Griffin is just full screen at this Papa John's commercial. So <laughs> enjoy it. He's turned on closed captions. Griffin, please. We have a show to do. Griffin, come back. <laughs> Oh, Shaq's in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. John, John asks, what is some eating music? <laughs> Additional details. Yes, eating music. <laughs> Update. I meant food. Oh. John got some comments. Uh, how about this? <laughs> Banana, not, nah. Benjamin, eat some lunch. <laughs> Banana. Oh, so this is a. <laughs> it's a personalized eating song. Right. This is original content that you've made for yourself. Yes. If your name is Benjamin and you're eating lunch. Banana, nah, nah. Benjamin, eat some lunch. Banana, nah, nah. Benjamin eats some lunch, and he takes another bite, and he takes another bite. Benjamin eats some lunch. Man, I really like chips. Benjamin eats some lunch. That's good. So, let's, now look. There is a, there's an industry on YouTube for like, happy birthday, blank, and the person sings like every imaginable name on earth. Travis has just stumbled into a new industry entirely, and it's gonna be wild because you're gonna have to do every name fill in that blank, and also every conceivable type of food somebody yeah. could eat. I'm running the math in my head, and I think it's going to be about 64 trillion different combinations. Yeah. That's not, okay, that's not actually true, because you just have to do chips and something other than chips. <laughs> right? Yes. Why do they have to, a lot of people can like chips, right? That's true. You don't need a personalized food. They just it, like chips or they, they don't like chips. They like chips. chips. It's not that no, chips is their favorite gotta food. It's got to be personalized to the food they're eating at that exact oh, moment. Oh, okay. okay. Alternate. Because you know I'm all about this plate. About this plate. What's on it? I will not That's... let you fucking do this. I will not but... let you 
pull this show down into like some sort of uh, uh, Weird Al Yankovic funeral. I'm uh-huh. not going to let you do it. Actually, Weird Al has a lot I'm of songs. I'm about to ab- drink this shake, shake, shake. What? <laughs> I'm trying to come up with one more. Weird yeah. Al's got a lot of good yeah, it's songs. It's the comedy okay. of force. Wait. Juice. <laughs> juice, yeah. That's what the song's about. Drink it some juice. She really likes juice. She loves this stuff. Uh, I've got some juice. It works for both Lizzo and Chanel Monet. It's just... All of the comments are so profane. <laughs> sexual healing. Sexual healing, depending on what you're eating, if you're having a nice pasta dinner that you made yourself with a friend, sexual healing might be like a nice tip. Clo- close pasta. friend? Close friend you're eating pasta Very close with. friend. Just a good spaghetti. Honey. When I get that feeling, it's an orange that I'm peeling. Oh! Don't look at me. You've profaned the stage. <laughs> That's all I want to talk about this. <laughs> and that wraps up another one. Another great segment. <laughs> Time to wipe off the grease paint, sweep up all the feathered boas. <laughs> uh, uh, is jumping rope still cool? I am a former world champion. Oh, I thought you were just asking. Is jump rope is jumping rope still cool? I'm a former world champion jump roper. What? Don't do this now because you're going to be sorely tempted, but Google Super Skippers team from North Carolina. You're all Whoa. here tonight. Wow. Sit uh, still. Stop jumping. <laughs> now that I'm getting older, it doesn't seem to impress my colleagues like did the kids in the playground. I still love jumping. So how can I make jump rope cool again? And that's from Like House of Pain, still jumping around. Are you, Are you here? All right, all right, all right. So wait, hold on. That voice came from back. Right. The people who were super jazzed about we're like the super here. skippers <laughs> were like here. Do we have like a big like fan group of super skippers here? Yeah, man, I followed, I followed them on the whole Jump the, jump the World tour, dude. It was yeah. some of the best times of my life. I, Me and Leapfrog and Toby the Toad Robbins and Jimmy the Jump Roper. We didn't have a lot of words to go off right, of, so right, if it, right. a lot of them just used the word jump rope. Yeah. Hobbs McSteam. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> okay. Hobbs and Shaw. Um... Uh, yeah, you don't really have many opportunities to get above a rope repeatedly. No. It in doesn't a come up. Yeah, That's you, not a thing of like, oh man, we can't get these reports done. If only someone could jump rope them. Un- uh, unless, unless. Unless? You are in an office environment and you work IT and you're like, oh, probably the wires got tangled. Hold on, let me get behind there. <laughs> no, shit. Ah, this one's in my way. Shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Look at this. Wait, hold on. In your own example, you're, you're also twirling your own rope. Whoa. Whoops. <laughs> that only works if you're like a lassoing cowboy. No, what Griffin is suggesting, in the fiction that Griffin has suggested, you start jumping over the cords as a fun gag uh-huh. and then realize you are extremely good at it. Are you seeing this shit? Okay. <laughs> I love your form, by the way, Griffin. <laughs> You, <laughs> you, look, 
You look like a penguin who's being electrocuted. I mean, fucking anybody can jump rope like this. The judges want some stink on it. I think think that might be the problem, is if you do not have a jump rope present, you can't be like, yeah, I used a jump rope like this, and then without a jump rope, just start going. (laughs) Right. Because it makes you look... Uh, like a monster. <laughs> that's what we. That's what we almost had you do by making you come up on stage and yes. demonstrate. But no, you will not have to do this thing. You've picked a skill that, while great for you, and very healthy, good for your heart, good for your heart, and boring to watch. You've picked a skill that is not applicable in the real world. Yes. The only time I have jump rope is that there's a game at Chuck E. Cheese where you have to pretend to jump a rope. Now. You could see that game at Chuck E. Cheese with your coworkers and engineer a scenario where you're like, hold on, let me try this out. <laughs> but you know and I know that you're going to get caught in the second fucking one. And you're going to look like a clown. Yeah. You're going to look like a clown that bragged about being great at jump rope that gets caught up by the Chuck E. Cheese jump rope machine instantly. And you know Chuck is going to say shit. Chuck's going to yeah. say Yeah. I've never thought about this before this second, but jump rope falls into this category of like event sports skills where when you see someone doing it, no matter how much you are impressed by it, you are watching, waiting for them to fuck up. Yeah, yeah. You are not, you are not watching a jump roper thinking, I want to see how good they can do. You're thinking... I want to see in case this goes really bad. They can jump rope for approximately eight seconds before you're like, I hope they fuck up. <laughs> I'd love to stop Unless watching Unless it's like this. badass dance jump rope, yes. which is a thing. It's, oh, and it's a yeah. sick thing. I, we are talking about this question as if it is just a single person jumping over a rope over yes, and over. Right. I am now thinking that probably uh, a world championship wasn't just, let's see how long you can go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be too dismissive. This isn't juggling after all. This no. is a real skill. Well... It's n- no, it's nowhere near juggling. What if you juggled while jumping rope? Now we're talking about nothing. That's <laughs> nonsense. What are you... Ju- Stop. What are you juggling? Other jump ropes. Whoa. That other people are using. Whoa. Whoa. Have they ever done that before? Hold up. Two people doing the thing for one person who's hold. You make an H with it. Oh, no, you've made a friendship bracelet. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, when you get done, you've made a beautiful quilt. You're weaving at this point. Uh, here's another Yahoo. Yes, please. And this one's this one is like relevant to a lot of people, I think. Uh, it was sent in by the prospector, Merritt Palmer. Thank you, Merritt. It is anonymous Yahoo Answers user who I'm going to call Boo Boo asks if you work as a house painter and have a magic brush that expertly paints by itself. How long could do this gig before you are caught out? <laughs> Additional details. Or could you potentially keep earning money easy for as long as possible as the paintbrush is fast and knows exactly what to do? <laughs> okay. What really is frustrating here is the additional detail they did not provide is, were you a house painter who found a magic brush or did you get the magic brush and then decide to become a house Or painter? are you an opportunistic wizard? Yes. Are you Mickey Mouse in Fantasia? Right. Because if so, this could go real bad. Yeah. You have got to keep an eye on that brush. Yeah. This does not end well for you. Yes. If that brush goes, I don't know, murdery. <laughs> when I have anyone do a job for me that I am incapable of doing myself, which is to say most jobs, 
uh, I work extremely hard to never look at them. And it's not because I think I'm superior. In fact, quite the opposite. I'm fairly sure if they look me in the eyes, they'll know that I am incapable of doing what they're doing in a million lifetimes. I wouldn't know if they had achieved the task I set before them or not. I wouldn't know where to begin. I don't understand it. I will pay literally any price they say is the fair price <laughs> for this service. And I know if they look into my eyes, they're gonna see way down deep to see that scared little eight-year-old inside. <laughs> and I can't do that. I have to maintain- He's not that deep. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I have to maintain this cloak of like, if they don't see me, I could be a very good painter guy who didn't have a lot of free time, yeah. right? <laughs> they don't know at this point. So I guess what I'm saying is you could run this scam on me forever. I would never look at the brush. And if I did, I would just assume that's the way it's done. <laughs> right. Oh, that's what I've been doing that wrong. That makes sense. That is, a magic okay. brush. Yeah, because what this question supposes is, is that if someone was painting your house, and you came home, or you came downstairs, or whatever, and you saw a magic paintbrush right. doing the work that you would be like, hey, hey oh, you're... get out of here. Not fair. And not like, that rules. That's amazing, <laughs> yes, Thank That you. brush knows exactly what to do. Motherfuckers are gonna be paying you extra to get the magic right. brush treatment. Hey, Obviously. could you come back and paint again? I love that brush. My kids love the brush. It's all they talk about. In fact, it's that the new baby shark. Kids love the brush. That might be the worry is that if I saw this happening, I might pull the brush aside and be like, hey, cut out the dead weight. Thank you. I'll, yeah. I'll pay you magic brush directly. You don't need Doug over there just eating my sandwiches. Magic Brush doesn't need money. Magic Brush does it for the love of the game. <laughs> <laughs> then why does he work with Doug? What? Then why it, is Doug there? Because it's the spirit of his father inside of it. Yeah. Inside of Doug? No, his dad's Magic ghost. Magic Brush's his dad, dad is into the paintbrush. ghost is in the paintbrush. And also the- So he inherited the job of house painter. Maybe he didn't want to be a house painter. Maybe he dreamed of being a lawyer. He's not a, he's not a fucking house painter. To be fair, he's a guy that owns a brush. <laughs> right. Oh, I, but he can't paint in the big house. He's got to do that on his own because the angels can't be there. Right. This is a great movie we're writing. If I could just put forward that a magic paintbrush couldn't have its own, like, page on Yelp, and so that's why it needs a human presence involved. <laughs> it would be hard to call the magic brush. Hey, is this magic brush? <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? We, all, we also know that if Doug lets the secret out, the government will try to weaponize Magic <laughs> You want to you go paint uranium on the enemies? <laughs> That's our shit. You want to go paint big bullseyes on the bad guys? We haven't been able to hit them yet, but we think we with think, a bullseye, I we'll just, get them. I get your concerns. I just don't know why you won't support our magic brushes. <laughs> That was really funny to me. I, Apparently not the rest of the Freedom isn't free. Support our magic paintbrushes. I I attended a rave at a rock con... Okay, I have to say one more thing about the Coca-Cola movie. Okay. <laughs> it was moments, magical moments from our lives, right? In one of the magical moments, there was a soldier returning home to his family 
at a basketball game and they put it on the Jumbotron. They didn't know he was going to be there and then he was there and they don't like Coca-Cola's, but whatever, right? So they have that moment. Everybody's crying, sobbing. Literally the next moment is three white idiots throwing basketballs off a 20th, 20th floor balcony into a hoop in the ocean below and celebrating when they succeed in this. Coca-Cola has placed these two things <laughs> on equal footing. On equal footing. That's how much it understands human. <laughs> You're excited human. about the basketball. You're human. excited about the boy from war. <laughs> <laughs> Refreshment is required regardless. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, um, I attended a rave at a rock climbing gym, and they were serving food. After I got my, there's f- so much just in the first <laughs> sentence. Yeah. Like- I got a, I got attended a rave at a rock climbing gym, and they were serving food. After I got my food, I realized that literally the only place I could sit down and eat was a single picnic table inside. Oh was, man, isn't that the worst when you go to a rave and there's nowhere to sit down? <laughs> yeah, you go to a rave, there's only one picnic table. There was already a couple eating there, but there was room for a few more people across from them. Mm. I sat on the other side of the table and realized belatedly that the couple was having a very intense, hushed argument about something I don't know what about because raves are loud. By the time I figured this out, the face painting folks had set up next to me so I couldn't move. Did you meant to write fair and you wrote rave? By the time I figured this out, the face painting folks set up next to me so I couldn't move. All I could think to do was angle my body away from them, eat as fast as possible, and pretend that nothing was happening. Was there anything else I could have done? That's from Top Noping in Chattanooga. Is that a rock climbing thing? Top Noping? Are you here? Are you here? Okay, the first piece of good news. Thank you for your bravery. The first piece of good news is that I can pretty much statistically guarantee you will not run into this problem ever again. Right. The bad side of that is, statistically speaking, you're the only human being to ever encounter it. Yeah. Can I ask a question that maybe is the most curious I've ever been about anything in my adult life? Oh, boy. So I need you all to be very quiet. What kind of food do they serve at a rave? Chicken on a stick. Chicken on a stick. That's good protein. So what you're saying is at this rave... There's a table set up with tub upon tub of chicken on a stick. And you saw that and thought, that definitely won't give me food boys thing. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Also, let's get all these, these ecstasy high kids just out there with some wooden spears. What's <laughs> the worst that could happen? Do you think the face banners showed up and they're like, are we... Sp- <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, sorry. Do you think when the face painters are hired, they were not expecting, you know, all of that that you have just described in your email? Or do you think face painters are like, I just know how to do Spider-Man? I just, <laughs> I just drove here from a children's hospital. <laughs> this is a lot. Hi, is this face painters? I'd like to hire you for a normal thing. <laughs> um, about 2.30 a.m., is that... Good for a start time, and then it's just kind of to question mark. 
How much, uh, how much paint should you bring? How much paint will cover the faces of 100 extremely, extremely, extremely tripping people? It's, it's maybe important s- to know they'll be sweating it off every 15 yeah. minutes. Yes. The good news, doesn't have to be good. They won't be able to see shit. Yes. Just get them sloppy. They won't know. Do you have a magic paintbrush? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, magic paintbrush has fallen on some hard times. Okay. In, in this economy? We haven't even discussed the rock climbing element. <laughs> is there a full-time employee at this party whose sole job is to keep an eye out for somebody who thinks it's a good idea to try and climb right now because of the, the confidence that the drugs have given them? Okay, but also, oh, once again, this is going to show I know nothing about raves. Was it in conjunction with the rock climbing gym? Or was it secretly, illegally at the rock climbing gym? Like they threw a brick through the window and they're like, this seems like a good rave spot. I mean, the alternate of that is you go to the manager and say, hey, I'd really like to throw a rave here. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the rock climbing should be included with the rave price. I'm already here. I might as well climb. I wish you could have a rave at the aggro crag. Yes. Guts, but it's a rave for adults. Yes. Uh-huh. Do, 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 do you have it? Drugs. <laughs> We're going to see who's the highest. Let's go to the leaderboard mount. <laughs> they all oh, are. the guy who thinks he's a butterfly. Okay. He oh. wins. He wins the entire contest. He won guts. He gets a glowing piece of this radical bud. All right. You know they what? smoke the weed at raves, right? Mm, sure, probably, maybe. No, definitely not. You said, yeah, too loud. I'm calling the police. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> got you. Got you. They, uh, they agreed to a gr- drug joke, officer. Take them away. All right. Now, that was six whole minutes about not even answering the question at all. Yes. Okay. Answer the question. Next ne- time this happens, when you are near a couple who is fighting quietly, loudly, or otherwise, you now have to convince them that you are their child from the future. <laughs> yes. Okay. Here's, here's the maneuver you have to institute. Right? As they start arguing, you just go, oh no! Oh, and pull your hand into your seat. You're gonna... ah! <laughs> For the listener, Travis has pulled his uh, hand into his sleeve. That's some funny carrot top shit. Uh, you could also show them, show them a picture of themselves and they'll be like, what is this? You're like, anybody missing? Anybody turn invisible? <laughs> <laughs> and show them a picture Jeez, of a themselves baby. on your phone that you just took. And when they're like, what is this? Like, it's a picture of my parents. Yeah. <laughs> I always carry it with me, so I'll remember the night. <laughs> this picture that they was taken conceded. on this night, this special night, when you work through your differences on drugs. <laughs> if somebody walks, if somebody walks even remotely, one of the face painters turns to them and say, "Get your damn hands off her!" and punch him in the face. <laughs> Problem solved. Has any lasting relationship peace ever been brokered at a rave? I suspect not. I suspect the underlying problems were not fixed on this night. You know what? Listen, we could stand here and argue about this all day, but let's rave on it. Yes. <laughs> We've already paid for the whole rave. Let's just use it up. I'm going to spend my energy climbing this wall and eating this chicken on a stick. Yes, we'll do the bouncy castle afterwards. I've never been to a rave. Yes, very clearly. Uh, how about another This has just come in. I'm sorry, Griffin. 
I'm sorry to interrupt. This is a haunted doll watch. It has just come in. Haunted doll, spirit vessel, supernatural, paranormal, strong energy witch. Wait, this doll was on Supernatural? I'm sorry, Travis. No, you cannot exploit this doll to get on the Supernatural. Damn it. Uh, this is from Spellcaster's Attic. 595 transactions, 100% positive feedback. Now you know. That's how Spellcaster's Attic does it. Now you know. Haunted doll, spirit vessel, supernatural, paranormal witch. Wait, W-I-T-C-H? Or is it saying it's supernatural, paranormal, which? Take your pick. (laughs) Whichever one you want. Whichever flavor you like. Marry me and welcome to Spellcaster's Attic. It's not a store. It's an eBay (laughs) list. Welcome, stranger. I I thought you said marry me. I got a lot of good things on sale. It's an eBay page. What are you buying? (laughs) This, This beautiful doll is a witch still in hiding. She came from my favorite place in the world. Chuck E. Cheese. My favorite place in the world, Salem, Massachusetts. From an estate. Her name is Jillian. She will help you with all your spells and make dreams come true. Great for the home, altar, or just to cherish. (laughs) (laughs) This haunted doll goes from day to night. Ritual. She is very verbal. You will hear words. Oh, no. Walking with her witchy shoes. (laughs) Wait, wait. (laughs) You will hear words. Walking with her witchy shoes. Perfect silence. Expect a touch or two. No, thank you. Oh, no. No, thank you, walking with her witchy shoes. Expect a touch or two. No, thanks. (laughs) Don't want it. I would not, could not. Do you think somewhere Stevie Nicks is like, where are my fucking witchy shoes? (laughs) I had them here somewhere. All all original. Thanks, fuck. So, you know, the head hasn't been replaced from a Steve Urkel doll. (laughs) This is the the real haunted shit. All original, vintage, porcelain, approximately 16 inches tall, and is in a seated position. For now. (laughs) She has lovely clothing, right down to bloomers. And petite. (laughs) Right down to bloomers and petticoat. She is in great condition. No chips. That's nice, isn't it? No chips. You don't have to worry about that. That's where the thin veneer of like the haunted doll starts to like, you're buying a doll. It's a doll. (laughs) Yeah. There's 18 ghosts in this. There is one chip. Never mind. Does she call to you? Only you can answer this question. True. True. Please make payment at end of auction so I may ship your vessel in 24 hours or contact me and let me know when payment can be made. I take pride in my bestseller rating and you can be sure you will be satisfied. My ratings speak for themselves. I have worked with the paranormal for 40 years holding degrees in witchcraft as a science. Wait, what? You heard me, 40 years. No, 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 it's the degree thing. I'm a priestess of the Cabot tradition of, okay. or sorry, probably Cabot. I'm a priestess of the Cabot tradition How's of Salem. How's that word pronounced, audience? Doesn't, you don't know. Oh, okay. I'm a priestess of the Cabot tradition of Salem, Massachusetts, and I will try to answer all your questions before and after the auction. 
You're not only buying a doll, you're buying a friend. This, you're buying a reputation, and I saved my life on it, and 40 years of witchcraft, that's your haunted doll watch for this episode. Thank you. Here is... Oh, thank God. Here is I'm a I'm going to keep refreshing and wait till it sells out. Okay. Here is a Yahoo sent in by Graham Roebuck. Thank you, Graham. It's Yahoo Answers user Mark who asks, If venomous snakes evolved, then how does the snake become aware that it has venom inside it? Oh, shit. I don't hear all of you laughing, and I think it's because a lot of you are like, Oh, fuck. How do you that? Yeah, right? So yes, there's a question. So, this okay, now hold on. Let me get comfortable. Let me think about this. Okay, so snake, yes, yes, bites a deer, yes, yes, deer dies. Snake, what the fuck? Right. Snake goes home. Did you guys fucking see that? <laughs> I bit that huge snake, the huge brown <laughs> snake with four legs. I bit that giant fucking snake, and it died from one bite. I must have bit, I didn't think I bit its fucking brain, but I must have. Because the, the alternative of this is the snake is born and when it becomes like aware enough, it goes, I feel like I've got poison in me. <laughs> Let's get some hiker ankles. I'm gonna test this out, but I really feel like with my teeth, I can push something through them into another thing and kill it. Why, do you think the snake parents are like, why don't you go give that um, giant gray snake that looks like a wolf, and we would know it as a wolf. Oh, why I don't see. you go give that gray snake a test bite? And, and the kid's like, uh, no thanks, hard pass, I'll fucking die. And the dad's like, eh, I don't know, maybe you should just give it a try. And the kid's like, what the fuck? Am I, do I have superpowers? <laughs> and he does it, <laughs> fucking, a big bearded snake smashes in through the wall and is like, you got venom, Harry. <laughs> This is another, I, I always think about kind of uh, another kind of avenue of this whenever I'm watching Planet Earth, which I watch a lot, because it's the only thing that takes everything away for me. Sure, sure. Um, the, the, anytime it's like a, an entity that has like bright colors to let things know that it is poisonous. Right. How do the birds know that? <laughs> a, a bird's not watching planet Earth. No. Like, oh, I better not eat that fucking frog then, I guess. Sure. You would think that if a bird saw a brightly colored insect, it'd be like, easy to find. <laughs> Further confusing the fact that brightly colored birds are the party birds. <laughs> do you think that there are snakes who see brightly colored birds like, now that guy's no poisonous. <laughs> that motherfucker just talked human snake words, no thanks. <laughs> Full of venom, that one is. Chaka block. <laughs> yeah, you don't like. They never say like, "I'm not eating another one of those." I died last time. Right? <laughs> I'm not gonna fall for that unless, one twice. Unless like there are three birds, and one of the birds goes and eats the buck and dies, and the other two are like, "Well, I wow. guess uh, wow. we shouldn't eat those birds <laughs> or eat those bugs." The first snake to have venom, because I get it. Like your parents tell you, "Hey, you're gonna get venom when you." This is a this is a process. I know it's confusing. Your body's going through a lot of changes right now. But the first snake to have venom in it that it you've got to stop biting yourself. Trust us. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> you'll go blind, literally. You'll you're, literally you're there, go blind. The poison. And then you will go rigid, and then you will pass away. You will go rigid, though, so if that... Yeah, if that's the intended... The first snake that did this, though, yes. their parents were like, listen, we're just kind of like big shitty worms. Our sheep are, teeth are pretty sharp, but other than that, we don't have a lot of stuff going for us. You can go up and bite the big man snake, but they will hit you with a club and you'll die, probably. And then this kid was like, I don't know, guys, I feel pretty confident. I, I feel yeah. really poisonous. I feel really confident I could go like bite and kill that human snake. I'm going to give it a shot. We'll try it. And that was like Snake Superman. Yes, because that snake would bite that man and that man would fall down and all the other snakes like, what the fuck? Do it again. Do it again. Uh, Wait, wait, bite me, bite me. Yeah, I'm dying. (laughs) Whoa. Hey everybody, it's, it's Griffin and Travis here in the present. Woo! We've done it. Uh, it's, you think Whoa. it's you think jokes times is over just because it's commercials times? No way, man. We're here to make you bust up really hard here during the commercials to make you consider buying the products that we're here to tell you about today. Yes, the first commercial is for my product. A hey. show that I do. Whoa! Baloney. What? This is baloney. No, I don't make baloney, Griffin. This is a show that I do here in Cincinnati called uh, the Cincinnati Underground Society Show, or CUSS for short, where uh, I bring some mystery guests in. It's my friends. um, And then we sit on stage and we tell funny stories, and it all has a secret society-esque atmosphere. This one is going to be super fun. How do I get it? Well, you can go to bit.ly slash cusssept2019. That's C-U-S-S. S E P T two zero one nine. Fucking a, man. Yeah, and get those tickets. Uh, come be a part of it, and I'll give you a bit of a teaser. One of uh the members of my family is going to be there. Um, I won't tell you which one, but it's my dad. Oh, whoops. Okay, come to the show. Ugh. Get your tickets. Bit dot of all of the ones you could have got. Well, he has the best <laughs> stories because he's the oldest, so he's been around the most. Cuss set. 2019 bit.ly c-u-s-s-s-e-p-t 2019 we'll see you there it's this friday uh september 15th oh nope it's this sunday oh, september shit. 15th so come be at the show it's gonna be super fun here in cincinnati i'll see you there i already now, got a babysitter for friday as fast as you said that in the three seconds that i said it hey you know what won't need a babysitter griffin what your genitals well, they do have a babysitter, which is MeUndies, and it's the coolest babysitter in town. Let's my genitals stay up late, eat snacks, eat all the kettle corn that we have in the pantry. Um, and I know my, my dad was saving that kettle corn, but the cool babysitter underwear doesn't care for MeUndies. No. They let me go nuts for it. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, I get it. So anyway, it's fall time. Fall is a time to treat yourself to soft stuff to soft pants soft underpants soft onesies soft uh you know lounge lounge wear meundies has got all that stuff and more they're not gonna they're not gonna make your genitals eat popcorn the optics on that are so rough yeah Um, and and 
and in many ways inconceivable. <laughs> yeah, so bad. So unless it's in kernels form, but let's not get into that, Travis. I want to tell okay. you about how soft this fabric is. It's softer than the foam of your pumpkin spice latte. They're softer than your favorite hoodie. They're designed to be the softest thing you've ever put on your body. They got sizes extra small to 4XL, and they just announced five new silhouettes with the Feel Free Collection for Women, designed for every body type in mind, and a featherlight waistband for you to feel free for once in your life. So get 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to MeUndies.com slash brother. That's MeUndies.com slash brother. Uh, it is also, I will say, a universal truth of the human condition that we all must mail things from time to time. True. That's what it says in the Constitution and Too the Bible yep. and hieroglyphics. We all must mail things, but the inverse of that is no one ever has time to mail anything. We just don't. That That's the fact. We don't have time, but we got things to mail. What are you going to do? Well, you're going to use stamps.com because stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Post Office right to your computer, whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping your products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, stamps.com can handle it with ease. So, Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready. <laughs> any just... size? Yeah. Yes, and any package. I. Why didn't you go with any package, Griffin? Because <laughs> I'm trying to do an Operation Dumbo drop over here. You sure you got me? You sure you got me on that one, Stamps.com? Listen, I am not a representative of Stamps.com, so I can say... With, with no, absolutely no guarantee whatsoever that stamps.com maybe might could send an elephant. Maybe. I, I, can't, I can't say it, but maybe they might could. So Challenge uh, accepted. And with stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp up to 40% off priority mail. That's great. So right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in my brother, all one word. That's stamps.com, and enter the code my brother, all one word. Go do it. Send some stuff. Maybe, maybe, maybe a pachyderm. We release you now. To the rest of the episode. Fly, we, you fools. Fly, we banish thee. Get ye gone. Hello there, ghouls and gals. It is I, April Wolf. I'm here to take you through the twisty, scary, heart-pounding world of genre cinema on the exhilarating program known as Switchblade Sisters. The concept is simple. I invite a female filmmaker on each week and we discuss their favorite genre film. Listen in closely to hear past guests like the Babadook director, Jennifer Kent, Winter's Bone director, Deborah Granick, and so many others every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Tune in if you dare. <laughs> it's actually a very thought-provoking show that deeply explores the craft and philosophy behind the filmmaking process while also examining film through the lens of the female gaze. So, like, you should listen. Switchblade Sisters. Snakes are fun, though. Yeah. Hey, do you want to do some audience questions? Yeah, yeah let's do some time. audience questions. Yeah. Hi, uh, I'm Kenny. Hi, Kenny. Hi, uh, Kenny. Uh, so my question is, um, 
how, or rather, what is the face that I make at the person behind the counter when I go up and grab free condoms from them? <laughs> right. Okay, now, I don't know you very well, Kenny, so I'm not sure what face you I'm, make. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to assume you mean what face should, should I make. You know? yes, I'm not. Face, yeah. Do you Kenny want us to show you? Kenny's made his question very clear. No, no, I, I, bet, I bet it's like this. Mm. <laughs> Kenny, let's... I think, it's some, I think it goes a little bit something like this. Ah, ah, I'm the condom burglar. Blim, 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 blim. Is it something like that, Kenny? <laughs> Kenny, if you're aware enough of it, it's probably pretty weird, Kenny. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Well, maybe, that's just it's it. a, maybe it's like a, I'm a naughty boy. <laughs> or maybe uh, you just eat them. <laughs> I do. Maybe you like go cone heads. You probably go for maybe like a little stinker thing, like, what are these for? And you grab yeah, hey. my wounds. I don't know what kind of face I make when doing literally anything. <laughs> I'm just not aware of that. I try to keep it pretty neutral all the time. It's the worst thing about doing a TV show for six episodes. It's true. Like, oh, that's what it looks like all the time, huh? That's yeah. Turns out the face I make when other people talking is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I think, one, a uh, real answer is anybody who is like sitting at a desk handing out condoms, people taking them, probably what they're expecting. Yeah. That I don't think you need to be like, hmm, what's it? A condom, you say? Better get this back to the lab. I don't think you need. Like you're like, an old timey train conductor yes. who like fell through a, a wormhole. I think you can just say, like, thanks for the condoms and leave. Yeah, thanks would be nice. Like, oh, choice for sex. Cool. Thanks. Oh, thank you. This is. <laughs> This is gonna help make, you know, the world better. That's yeah, cool, that's totally fine. Nice. I don't think you need an excuse. Yeah, um, yeah, you don't need a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you need to be like, looking at something else, and then grab it real quickly and run away. Now. Although, if you did that, and I was the person at the desk, I'd be like, ha ha, nice. nice. <laughs> Devil's <laughs> advocate. Can you spend too much time perusing them? Which is to say, like, you scoop up a handful and you're like, no, not <laughs> Have you ever used, is this good? Would you recommend this one? <laughs> have, you, have you done orange? <laughs> I assume they're all the same brand of con. I, I assume they don't have. <laughs> it's not a grab bag. Yeah. Uh, just get the condoms. Thank you for getting the condoms, Kenny. Well done. Now, here's what, you, here's what I will say. Maybe avoid, like, taking multiple handfuls. Just... <laughs> Just take what you need. Yeah. Take a penny, leave a penny. You know what don't, I mean? Don't, okay, but can I make a suggestion? Don't no. leave a penny. <laughs> <laughs> don't, whatever you do. Okay, I would submit though, if you are at the free condom bowl, one seems like a weird number to take. Mm -hmm, right? <laughs> if you like, one is like, I'm gonna try this and I'll see how I feel about it. Or, or you burst in through the door, grab one condom and run out of the room. <laughs> Just run in. You have condoms. Thank God. I feel like if you take and one. You're on the phone. Just wait. <laughs> if you take one, the implication is, well, here's hoping. I don't know. I'll give but it a if fucking you take shot. 30, it says, like, got a big weekend plan. Oh, man. Oh, my. I'm having a cost-efficient water balloon fire. <laughs> does that help Kenny? Yes, it does very much. Thanks, nice. boys. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, going great. I'm Chris from D11. Hi, Chris, Chris from D11. Oh, from D11. I love D11. It's a, yeah. it's a great spot. Very comfy. Uh, and you can angle that mic up if you want to get oh, it right, right in the mouth good. cone. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So bossy. 
cool. So what's the deal? Uh, well, I've been dating my girlfriend for a couple years. Nice. Okay. And I, I don't talk to her dad much, but I heard secondhand that he wants to make a redneck out of me. Okay, okay. Uh, red, redneck anize me. Uh-huh. Right. And that's a little scary, you know, in a way. Um, can I tell you so something? Wait, I, it rules. It's, well, <laughs> I'm, let's, let's well. finish our question. Right, so basically, I'm just afraid. Yeah. <laughs> what you have just said is shorthand for how everyone feels all the time in the world. Yeah. yeah. Do you... Okay. Uh, you're... Is it... I guess... There's not a term for this, is there? Girlfriend's father. We don't Your father in what? The scary man. Your father-in-law? You... Your girlfriend's father wants to turn you into a redneck. You are wearing a Seinfeld t-shirt. <laughs> I don't, I just want to say, I don't think this dude fucking has it in him. <laughs> Honestly, he's got miles to go before he sleeps. I don't think he's going to make it. What, maybe, what's maybe. the deal with turkey jerky? <laughs> maybe you two could do a cultural exchange, right? Where like he takes you to what is honestly a super cool monster truck rally. They're awesome. And you make him watch a bunch of Seinfeld. <laughs> so wait, why can't he have the soup? I don't know, but he's there. To, it's a business, right? So wouldn't he want to sell the soup? You got to explain the soup. Can you, can you, the last thing we want to do is, is play off of uh, rural stereotypes. Can you give right. us an example of what sort of activities you think you have prepared for you? Uh, well, you mentioned jerky. He, he makes his own jerky. Hell so yeah. Nice. Yeah. nice. That Don't, rule. you can't fucking pretend like you guys like jerky after all the jerky no, shit no, no. you give me. I like homemade, like oh, I'm a artisanal. I liked jerky before it no, got popular. I, I actually, uh, I, it's not that I like jerky. I, I romanticize the idea that someone would teach me how to do something practical. Yes. In these, my twilight years, that I could still learn to be of use to society is very... <laughs> It's very intoxicating. But you gotta idea. be careful with that because it's like, here's how you plant a farm in a <laughs> coffee can or whatever when the shit hits the fan. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. Here's how you break into your own car if you lock your keys in there or somebody else's wink. I won't tell. It's like, okay, okay, okay. And it's like, here's a here's a garage wire, and it's like, no, 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 no. The other it, stuff was cool. But, but when a situation arises in which you need to use a grout wire, you'll be so mad you didn't learn. That's fair, Trav. Why do I even, how do I even? Oh no, their neck's right there, I got this And you start wire. jumping rope with it. Is it like this? Yeah. Uh, what else, jerky, we got jerky? What, what else? What else? You know, mostly jerky. Uh, okay, <laughs> now. So the question, let me redo your question for you. Right. My girlfriend's badass dad wants to give me handfuls and handfuls of free good jerky. <laughs> Here's, okay, you wanna know, if, uh, it sounds like you just don't wanna make jerky. Roll up with just like a pack of bologna and be like, I brought this. I don't know. I, and he'll never invite you back. Where's the, where's the microwave? I don't know, man. I don't know, I like Seinfeld. <laughs> Not dry meats. You know me. I like my meats nice and wet. I know. It was bad to say with so, my mouth. So that's it, Chris. Thank you, Chris. I <laughs> Thank, hope you, that Chris. Thank you, Thank Hello. 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 I'm Hi. Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Hello. Hello. What's the deal? Um, so I need to banish Mickey Mouse from my home. Okay. <laughs> 
Have you um, tried burning sage? That's endangered. Sage okay. is endangered? Yeah, it was on Twitter. I don't fucking know. sage. It's a plant. But, um... Bury so, more of the plant. Plants can't be endangered. Bury more of the plant. <laughs> Tell it to Twitter. I don't know. I, I won't. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you know what? I'm finally going to stand up to Twitter. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Just. Yeah. Um, so me and my sister are in a lovely apartment. It's, you know, really cheap. Um, and nice. Yeah. yeah. And the landlord's daughter decorated it with these um, puzzles of... <laughs> Mickey and Minnie in various just romantic getaways. Oh, damn. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. And so she wants to remove them, but I'm really afraid of losing my security deposit. <laughs> and she's friends with me on Instagram, so I don't know how I would display that I got rid of them with oh. some, and replace them. And I just need to get them out. Are they like really. soldered to the wall? <laughs> No, they're just on prominent display in the living room. and everyone... That's not a good reason to revoke your security deposit, I think. Oh, uh, you moved some pictures? Uh... I... Not pictures, puzzles that this person is obviously it's... fucking bragging about. Are they yeah, com- uh, sorry, they're are they very com- good puzzles. Are they complete? I... They're very good puzzles. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Are they completed? Oh, you never believe how they fit together. You are... couldn't have guessed it in a million years. Are they, are they solved puzzles? Yes, they are. No, they are Justin, yes, it's, fu- it's a big fucking bag of puzzle pieces. <laughs> it's a halfway done puzzle. Like I don't know, I, I gave know. up. I but anyway, to... I shellacked it as was. I do not make fun of me, as though the idea of finishing a puzzle and say I'm gonna fucking show this to everybody <laughs> is not equally wild to what you have just. Suggested. Okay, listen, it is wild on a scale to that, but. The other side of that scale is, I didn't finish this, look at it. <laughs> no, I thought maybe it was like, I don't know, I got stuck here. Maybe you can help. <laughs> Something like that. Maybe you can take over I at this point. I will also say, I, I, in my life, I've lived in a lot of apartments. I've never moved into one where they were like, we decorated it for you. Well, she used to live there. That doesn't matter. That's not an excuse. Doesn't anymore. It should be empty like a former crime scene that has been cleaned and pretended like no other human being has been in there before. I would prefer that, yes. Yes, we all would because that's how apartments are supposed to work. Can you hang bigger puzzles over them? If you won't take them down, I'm limited on my options. Oh, what if you took them down? smash them apart okay. and started putting them back together. And then if someone's like, what? You're like, oh, I, I assumed, because it's a puzzle, that yeah. that's what it was there for. I assumed <laughs> you were taunting me to see if I could do it. The glass is for breaking in case of extreme boredom. <laughs> uh, so you're worried about your... Are they really hard puzzles? I mean, they're pretty, like, big. I don't... I that, guess they would be hard. It could be four pieces, pieces. though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a three-year-old. The size of the puzzle doesn't matter. You're worried about the landlord seeing pics on Instagram? Yes. Yes, okay. Can you just, like, put, a, like, a fun minion gif, like, dancing over exactly where the posters <laughs> and the puzzle are supposed to be? I, I will also... Here, here and my brother, my brother and me, uh, I don't know if you all have noticed, mostly what we deal with is uh, social anxiety. Yeah. The idea of if I were the landlord or the landlord's child of ever approaching another human being and saying, hey, do you, the current owner of this living space, 
did you take down the puzzles I, an adult, put up in the home? I'm never gonna do that, ever. But the problem is that the people who exist who are like that make us the people we are, Travis. That's right, fair, yes. Right. Yes. The people, this is one of the great, like, I, I think about this a lot, the, the sort of uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. The person that would finish the Mickey Mouse puzzle and say, I'm going to prominently display this in my home, is the precise person that would be very upset if that puzzle was no longer prominently displayed. Right. This is the exact person because they are the person that did the thing in the first place. Yes, because they see it just like one might leave, you know, the kitchen sink of the apartment. Right. It cannot be removed or it's no longer an apartment. I figured the main reason you wanted to live there was the Mickey Mouse puzzles I've lovingly put it up. Wasn't, it wasn't on my list of things I was looking for. Were sure. they in there when you first looked at the apartment? Yes. It's on you. And That's did you not ask? I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. This is on you. I'm sorry we can't help, but it's on you. I, you I, knew they were there. I do want to say, though, and I don't know that I've talked about this on the show before, that I, I lived with a girlfriend in college, uh, and she didn't want her dad to know about that arrangement. And healthy. So, healthy, good. And they're still together no. today. Um, and so I existed like a ghost in that house. <laughs> Except for my computer, which I had to hide in the closet when her dad came over, along with myself somewhere else. So let me just say, as somebody who lived like that for a year, it's not that hard. Just when you have to take a picture, hang them back up. And the whole time, you gotta think, every night, this is good, this is how it is. <laughs> Does that help? Yes, thank okay, you. Okay, good. That's a bit I would not do at the beginning of the show when this class was full. Hello. Hello. <laughs> We're apparently going way too personal tonight, so what do you have? What was your name? Uh, James. James. Yeah, so I'm lactose intolerant and yeah. having to like... Cool. Uh, uh, <laughs> And having to like pop a pill, you know, it's real, you know, people look at you because it's a white pill and you're like, eh. So how can I like, they, as we all know, white pills are the, the most they, taboo. They, they, they <laughs> decided to remain in the matrix, but also know about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right, okay. Um, so like, how can I like stealthily like pop it in there? I've been doing the yawn. You do it like before, I'm, like at the, at the table before a meal, I'm, I'm like, assuming? If I, you know, if they're like bringing out a three course, if there's lactose in it, right, James? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, that's what you need it for. Have you thought about hiding it in some cheese? <laughs> I love that. That's good. Just uh, oh, uh, do you need any more Parmesan, sir? Actually, I brought a little bit from home. <laughs> if you would just grate this grate little this bit. Grate this in my mouth. It's grating activated. Maybe just look at him and go, this is party drugs, and then eat it. <laughs> I mean, James, I must say, and not to undo the entire concept of question but i don't typically notice other people taking a pill and if i do i don't think twice about it so unless you're going i'm taking this so i don't have cheese farts <laughs> well, well you know what 
um, might be okay. My I, friends, I would actually argue that if I were sitting with you for the meal you are about to ingest, <laughs> and you leaned over and said, hey, I'm taking this side of the cheese lords, I'd be like, thank you. Yes, good, James. You're, uh, you're a hero. Excellent, James. We are sharing a lift home. Thank you, James. I do, I do appreciate that as your loved one. <laughs> want to cloak the fact that you don't want to have cheese for <laughs> You would think you would celebrate that. Hey, no. I'm an adult and I'm responsible for not only my experience but yours. <laughs> it's like if you was a wolf man and you gave everybody a silver bullet gun. <laughs> Sit here. I might turn into a wolf man. I want you to shoot me with this. <laughs> oh man, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hey, just uh, before the full moon, I do need to swallow this silver bullet so I don't have wolf farts. <laughs> Can you have it as a pellet in one of your molars, like a samurai? <laughs> I do have to get a tooth taken out, so I can just like... Perfect hey. opportunity here to have one lactose pill at a time in there, not tooth-shaped. Still pill-shaped. People may notice. Oh, Your tooth has numbers on it. What's up with that? Maybe a really cool Pez dispenser, but the third Pez is a lactose pill. That's not bad, actually. Maybe uh, call the restaurant before you get there and say, hey, uh, before the meal starts, I need the waiter to come over and lift up a tray with the one single pill in it and say, un-a-mouge-bouche. And then you take it out and you go, mm, I get to, and everyone else is like, what the fuck? Have a, a single scallion on top of your cheese fart pill. Okay, <laughs> fill an entire Altoids tin with lactose pills. I, I've been carrying around Before, in that. Oh shit, stop Justin. Yes? Yeah, well, Bef I don't, the bottle's hard to carry. Lact so you you know. fill, okay, you fill up an Altoids tin. Before the meal, you say, can I offer anyone a mint? <laughs> Don't think about it too much, and then they'll say no, and be like, all right, more for me. And then you eat the mint. Completely self, they'll never expect and it. What's great is, if they do take one, they'll eat the mint, and they'll be like, that's so weird, I'm not having farts. Yeah. <laughs> I usually do so I eat a cheese farts, and, and you're like, come with me, and you take them to the secret back room for lactose intolerant people. <laughs> I was planning on blowing a hole in the side of this apple piece, but... <laughs> James, does that help? That's great. Perfect. That's Thank you, James. Glad we can help. Yeah. Bring those house lights down. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Atlanta, this, we have been with you so many times, and yet you continue to return to us. And it really does mean the world. Thank you so much. It really is, is, it is, is extremely fun here. place to play. Thank you to the um, Cobb for having us back. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful spot and we, it is so great to do shows here. Like, yes. it's so it's easy, They make it very easy and wonderful for us and it means a lot. Uh, um, on that very nice note, uh, we are all traveling tomorrow and we have our families with us and everything. We have so 100 kids. Yeah. yeah, so we're not able to hang out after the show and like do meet and greets or anything. We're so, sorry. so sorry. But thank you all for coming. Uh, it really does mean a lot. You guys are all great. This was a you're a great crowd. How many how many of you have been here for uh, all the shows we've done in Atlanta? It's bananas. Y'all are too much. Thank uh, you. Thank you to uh, our families. Thank you to Paul uh, for everything. Thank you to thank you to everyone who came out to Dragon Con stuff. Yeah, uh, the, that was a very very nice. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Amanda, uh, our our business manager, for for making all this. Uh, stay on track. Uh, Thank you, you do John Roderick. John Roderick and the Long, Long Winters, Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a part of the album, putting the bass to bed. 
gotta get that one. Oh, uh, uh, nope. I was gonna. Oh, maximum fun. Maximum, yeah, maximum fun, fun. Yes. for having our, us on the our podcast home. If there's any, if we probably have a lot of extra posters because one of the sh- three shows we were doing got canceled. So please buy a lot of posters on yeah, your way out. That'd be neat. And enjoy all the secret hit, hidden Easter eggs in yeah, the posters. Yeah. They're so anyway. good. So here's that final Yahoo. Yes. Uh, this one. <laughs> this one was sent in by Tessa Huddleston. Thank you, Tessa. It's an anonymous Yahoo Answers user who I'm going to call Jam. Asks, My journey on this site is complete. (laughs) Bye! (laughs) My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. My brother, my brother, make his head square on the laps! MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. It's a podcast that we do as uh, we we are married. And how's the ad going so far? Because I think it's going very good. (laughs) We talk about things we like every week on Wednesdays. One time Rachel talked about pumpernickel bread. It was so tight. You cannot afford to miss her talking about this sweet brown bread. We also talk about music and poems and, you know, weather. There was one... Weather? (laughs) One time Rachel talked about Baby Beluga, the song, for like 14 minutes. And it just really blew my hair back. (laughs) So check us out on MaximumFun.org. It's a cool podcast with chill vibes. Amber is the color of our energy is what all the iTunes reviews say. (laughs) They will now. 